Ice Spice's ex-boyfriend just spoke out about her and you won't believe the shocking things he said. With millions of simps who do anything to date her, her fame hasn't come without its problems. Most notably celebrities trying to wife her up. And while her alleged ex just said something crazy, Ice Spice's relationships have caused nothing but drama. Starting with the fact she's allegedly dated over 11 celebrities in the past year. That's a new relationship each month. With the most controversial celebrities being Drake, Caleb, and Lil TJ. She's also gained a reputation of accepting expensive gifts from men and telling them they aren't officially dating right after. According to one of her exes Caleb, they weren't actually dating and it was a hoax that was further pushed by the press. This seems to be true because Ice Spice has gone on record to say that she is into females and openly queer. But does this mean she is a gold digger and is using men for money? Some fans seem to think so. Because why would she date men if she is not interested in them? Wait, 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 wait. Stop the presses. I thought Trump hated all people of color. Isn't that what the left told us? He hates everybody, anybody of color? Oh my goodness. Well, they're gonna hate to hear this one. Check it out. African-Americans built this nation. You built this nation. You know, you're just starting to get real credit for that, okay? I don't know if you know that. You're just starting to get, you built the nation. We all built it. You were such a massive part of it. Bigger than you were given credit for. Does that make sense? Right? I believe at this point, <coughs> the people that were paying attention to Trump, they knew that he was sincere, right? But not enough people have heard this from Trump, right? So you only hear what the mainstream media will show you, but will they show this? Absolutely not. But through generations of blood, sweat, and tears, and you deserve a government that defends your interests, protects your families, and cares for our own citizens first. My administration is fighting with everyone and all our heart to reverse the pain inflicted. Woman records video complaining about no men being interested in her and then realizes that she's the problem. Watch. I just came to the realization why I'm single. Every guy that I'm like, oh yeah, he's attractive. I see their wives and they just look like so like, you know, not like this. I pretend my tattoos are gone. I look crazy. Like, that's why guys don't want to wife me up. Yikes. Or maybe Message. it's because all of them see me eat sushi after Message. I get out of the grocery store in my car with my bare fingers. Message. I'm a little spazzy, but that's okay. We embrace it. I don't think any guy's going to wife me up because they can't take me seriously. And I just realized that. Damn. Damn. That's deep. That's, <laughs> yo, that's fucked up. That's deep. But anyway, let's crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. <laughs> Damn. 
Oh, it's my Saturday. Oh, I'm off today. Yeah. And I'm off tomorrow, too. So Tuesday and Wednesday is just another weekend for me. You dig? Just another weekend. speak for myself but at the same time we the anti-heroes the men we the anti-heroes let's get this disclaimer we first of all if y'all didn't hear me, like, all right, today, tomorrow is just another weekend. Paid days off, my nigga. I got two days to crash out. I got two days to pull up. Fuck you talking about? He first got in the streets. He came to me. He hustled, sold drugs for me. Facts. Hold up. I've seen him do it. Damn. Crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Crash out. Yeah. So I got off today and tomorrow, you dig? So I'm going to dedicate that to the podcast. It's 1047 right now. I want to play this instrumental because I haven't heard it in quite some time. I mean, by me, of course. Uh, So I'm going to play this instrumental. We're going to jam out a little bit. And and then we're going to really get shit cracking, man. Uh, There's no excuses for me today. On why I'm not going to be recording. So it's, it's time to get it started. Now, what is current? What, what is currently going on? I got this one blunt. I got this. I got this little bit of weed. I don't even know how much weed this is. 
This is like maybe maybe a point five to roll up later on. Waiting for my check. <laughs> Waiting for my direct deposit to come through. I'm black. Waiting for my direct deposit to come through. You know what I mean? Get some more marijuana. And then, you know, jump back on the boards. But for right now, I mean, we're at least doing two episodes. Not at this second. We're doing one major episode. But we got another episode later on. And then around 6.30, I would say 6.30, 7.30, I'm going to do something else for tonight. But um, just letting y'all know, it's going down on this episode, man. This is my second weekend. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's jam out a little bit and uh, let's get shit started. You know what I mean? The Kim de la Kim, the Chad de la Chad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? Woo! <laughs> Closed casket. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I don't know why, but this got like some, uh, I can hear Jay-Z back in like 1997. Reasonable doubt flow on this. God damn. Big Beans? Beanie Siegel? Yo. I hear Beanie Siegel going on this, like, maybe Styles P, like all the, all the rowdy niggas going in on this one, damn, and this is a lazy loop, this is a lazy loop, we in this bitch, man, god damn, this dog I ain't gonna lie yo I ain't gonna lie like I've been like like I've been like with shit like this like this shit makes you wanna rap bro like it makes you wanna rap it makes you wanna rap you feel me but anyway look man let me stop like I said that classic lazy loops lazy loops there's a song that I wanted to grab that had this beginning and I forgot how it went, but it was just stuck. It was stuck in my head for like the past week. I got to find that song. I got to sample that shit. I got to make a beat. And by the way, you know, Jersey Judah here. I don't I don't just podcast. I crash out behind the boards with the beats as well. But um, damn, I just realized like I was just complaining about not being able to make music, but I got a whole day ahead of me and I got a whole day tomorrow. So we going y'all going to hear some new music very soon, man. Like, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm not even stunting right now. Like I haven't been on SoundCloud 
like when I first started making beats again, so I've been making beats for like 20 years, like dead ass. I've been making beats since like 2003. You feel me? But when uh, I used to have a Reverb Nation, and I ain't going to hold y'all. I was like top 100 at one time, Reverb Nation. I had no idea until I was like about to delete it. <coughs> Excuse me. So I go on SoundCloud. And then this was like three, four years ago when I was going back into making music. So I had all these followers. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I had like dead ass. I had like 35 followers. And I haven't been on that shit before getting back into music in at least two years. So I was like, damn, man, I need to get back into the beats. So I got back into that. And like I said, and, and I try to I try to give some sort of like insight to the youth. If you want to start making beats like dead ass, if you really want to start making music, don't. Um, don't incorporate too many people or don't like when you start making music, like really stay in your zone for like at least two, three months just to get like used to, you know, the software and how you make beats and, and then kind of just like slowly but surely drop bangers. You understand? Drop bangers like this. Bangers. You know what I'm saying? You got to add a little bit at a time. You add a little bit at a time. And it builds. It's like a crescendo. It's like a crescendo. Watch. This is the apex. Apex. That's the apex. See, like, that's, like, music, to me, is everything. Like, music is God. Like, music, to me, is everything. And I taught myself how to play bass. I don't know how to read music. But I know if somebody gave me a bass guitar, I, I, I can pretty much come up with a bass line. I'm black. This shit is in my blood. You feel me? I, I learned, I taught, I kind of taught myself how to play the bass. Then I started playing guitar, but I started playing acoustic guitar. I'd never gotten a, an electric guitar, which is still something that I want to get, an electric guitar. And um, when I started, I started making beats like 2003. You dig? So my brother was a big part, a huge part, if not the part of me making music because he made music. And by the way, we're not even going to the introduction yet. Watch, y'all gonna y'all gonna see. I'm gonna push the button and then we're gonna get shit started. But I want to get this out of the way. When I was coming up, my brother was making was making beats, and brother lived at Mom Duke's crib at the time, and he had the basement. The basement now they turned the basement into like a theater with a big ass TV, <clears throat> right? So. He had a studio set up and I used to go in a basement 
and just watch him make music. I know he used to think, like, what the fuck is this nigga doing bothering me? I'm just trying to make beats. What he didn't know was I was just there sort of like I was watching him make the beats <clears throat> and I was learning without being taught. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just watching him like, OK, he's doing this. He's doing that. So eventually when my mom bought me a laptop, it was a it was an IBM old IBM laptop. It was new, but it was an older model. And my brother, since he already knew that. You know, I was fascinated with him making music. He put Fruity Loops on my laptop. And then every couple months, I remember him dropping off a disc. And then that disc had a bunch of samples. It had drum kits. It had everything. And from that, and that was, that was like I said, that was 2002 when I was watching him make beats. I was in the eighth grade. 2003, I was in the ninth grade. And I had gotten a laptop. And I just started, you know, fucking around with the music and <clears throat> didn't really care. Like, even now, I kind of have that. I have that opinion now where I just like making the music. It's just something I like to do. And I don't give a fuck if people like my shit or not. I like it. And it's, it was something growing up just at a time when I was in high school and I was getting involved in a lot of crazy shit. That, along with skateboarding and along with martial arts a little bit later on, those were the things that really kept me grounded and really kept me out of a lot of bullshit because I definitely had, I was definitely going in a direction that would have not led me to where I'm at today. So music is a, is a, is very important to me. And I tell, I tell younger niggas, like younger people in general, like younger men, white, black, whatever, if you want to make music make make that shit your zone like that's your zone like when you make music people go into the lab or people got got their little studio set up or their laptop like that's your zone get into your zone don't worry about what other people are making focus on what you're making and then that's where you find your sound that's where you find you know it's like reality in the sense that you can't live by what everybody else is doing you gotta you kind of have to be in the spirit, be within yourself in a way, right? Some people who are spiritual like me believe that <clears throat> when you're when you are in your best form is when you're in your spiritual form. You're taking care of the temple. The temple is your body. The temple is not a church you go to every Sunday. The temple is the body and the spirit is within. Blessed and given to you by God. And whatever you do, you got to be in the spirit. You got to be in the zone. You got to be willing to tune niggas out and tune other things out around you and have tunnel vision. And with that being said, let's get this show cracking, man. Shit. Motivational speeches and shit. God damn it. Fuck it. We need to build a wall. I'm giving y'all young niggas out there motivational speeches. I get it, but no, it's time to really crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to WAC 100, bro. Hey, man, Jersey Judah, y'all already had a, a long introduction as is, but I'm back. This time, it ain't it ain't Saturday. But it's my Saturday. Tomorrow ain't Sunday, but it's going to be my Sunday. 
And then when I go back to work, I work two days that week. And then I got a weekend coming up. I'm back, baby. Jersey, Judah, paid vacation time. Another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Class out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. You heard? You dig? You dig? All right, so, yeah, I was just like, the music, I never really thought about it like that, but, like, I've talked about this before, how, like, there, I can listen to an instrumental that I made. If I were to hear an instrumental that I made from, like, 2006 like those times come up when I listen to it like those memories pop up you know what I mean it's kind of like how people look at music and sort of that nostalgia like when I listen to like award award tour by you know tribe called quest like that brings me to a weird like it's a weird like the the sound brings back memories for some reason like it's it's something about it right but when I hear music that I made back in like ninth grade, tenth grade, when I left high school, uh, two thousand and you know, two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen, I can remember almost to the exact day that I made it, what I was thinking, what I was going through, and the music that resulted from it. And p- music is very powerful. That's why music is used for a lot of propaganda. That's why music is used to really uh, corrupt people. There's not music about people coming together because that's not profitable because we lust after violence. We lust after this form of entertainment and keep in mind it's entertainment until it gets brutal, until it hits the streets, until it hits your neighborhood. You dig? But for me, why I kind of, even when I was growing up, I, I used to rap and shit, but that shit was, my shit was garbage. I ain't gonna lie. I was better at <clears throat> I was better at freestyling. A lot of people would say, like, you know what I mean? When it came to freestyling, I was good. Writing, it wasn't that I was bad at writing. I just never had a, a time to just sit down and write something down and have it memorized and kind of have it planned out. You see what I mean? And plus, niggas, when I was rapping growing up, niggas was all about shooting, gangbanging, and, and violence and shit. And, and I'll be honest, from my perspective... The people that were saying it compared to the people that were doing it was slim to none. Meaning only a crash test dummy, only a crash out king will jump on a rap song and talk about the shit he really does. Now, for me, this was back in like 2011, 2012, I think was the last time that I was rapping. But I always stayed with music, always stayed with making beats because I never needed nobody to make beats. I remember when I was rapping and when I was writing shit and when I was doing songs, I needed other people like, yeah, I need to go to the studio or I need to do this. I need to do that. And then even with a small brief time period, I was able to grab like mixed craft. I was able to grab, you know, certain, you know, certain software to where if I wanted to make music, I could. And then I had to learn to master, you know, audio that I had to, I had to learn every, I learned everything by myself. Like that's the crazy thing. 
even when it came to making music, I was just watching my older brother make music and how he did it. And then, you know, when I was able to start doing it, I kind of implemented what he did and just added my own formula. You dig? But most people just don't like most people. Number one, aren't creative enough. They're either it is the left brain and the right brain with most people. And for me, I try to capitalize on both the logical and the creative aspect. Most people are just um, pragmatic, like strictly pragmatic, like logical, extremely logical, where they won't go beyond the barrier or they won't necessarily think outside of the box because in some cases they don't have to. Then you got creative people who personally think outside of the box they want to sound different. They want to have a different sound. You, you feel me? Like they want to they want to reach people. And sometimes when you are only one side and not the other, you kind of lose the appreciation of the opposition. Like the person who's creative would have to acknowledge those who kind of stayed where they were at for what they could get rather than risk everything and get nothing in return. The, the 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 logical person has to look at the creative person and go, well, this is the person who's willing to stand out. This is the person who's willing to talk about shit that most people aren't willing to talk about. So there has to be a balance. And like, like I said, with the youngsters, y'all niggas out there making music, like, don't listen to many people. Unless it's somebody... Unless it's someone who you kind of look at as a mentor, don't, I mean, you could, criticism is criticism. You're going to get criticism regardless. Like me, so I got three, 2003, so I had to, I really started getting into music before I graduated high school, and that was like 2006. So that, at that time, I was making like, I would have, like I said, disk drives. I would have little disk drives, CDs, all different type of colors, and just dates written on them. Only producers know what I'm talking about. I would have no title, nothing. I would have the date, the year, and then maybe several things written on them so I can remember what what type of beat they were. Um... I'm burnt. Like I create, I created subgenres for my music where it's like, if I want to go retro, then I'll go retro. And when I say retro, I mean like eighties, nineties, you see what I mean with the sounds. But if I want to go tech or if I want to go a little dubby, if I want to go, you know, EDM direction, I can do that. And that's just for me, just liking music. You know, I like all types of music. But, you know, that's another thing that people got to understand. Like when young cats, y'all coming up making music, like find your sound. Like if you want to make dubstep, make dubstep. Know that, know how, know how it's made. I think that shit's what, 130 to 140 BPM. It's like, I don't want to get too techy with this shit, but, you know, just find your lane. You know what I mean? You'll have people that influence you. Like when I started making beats, I was just a huge fan of like Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. I was a huge fan of Timberland. I was a huge fan of a uh, huge fan of Eric Sermon. Still, still a fan. 
as a musician and a producer. Like Eric Sermon is like like low key underappreciated and underrated. Cuz I think I think people who are hip hop fans they'll only connect him to EPMD. Are very like if you're like a super fan you'll mention Def Squad. Shout out to Redman, you know, Keith Murray, the fucking legends, my nigga. Those are the niggas that I grew up with listening to, especially like Redman and shit, because he was from Jersey. But anyway, we got all that shit out of the way, man. But like I said, if y'all niggas really like want to get into making music, like don't listen to what people tell you. Buy the programs you want to buy. Use the sounds you want to you want to use. Although it would be logical, this is the logical side of things. It would be logical to look at a lot of tutorials. There's a lot of people out there that make tutorials for music. You know what I'm saying? And just just not not in terms of how to not in terms of like how to make music and sound, but how to make music, how to make music in structure, right? Like how to actually, you know what I mean? Put the drums down and shit like that. And if you go on sample, how to chop shit up. Like it's it's all, you know. It's all science, man. Anyway, now that we got the hoodlum nigga shit out of the way, <laughs> let's get into uh, the AM show, man. It's 11.09. We crashing out. All gas, no breaks with this. Meaning, um, no segments. We're just going through this entire episode. Uh, we got Cynthia G. And by the way, all these videos that I have... Did I'm going through? I'm not even going to lie to you. They're just all backed up from four days ago, five days ago. Shit that I wasn't able to go through. Or like yesterday morning, we just started the uh, Crash Out Coliseum, man. And we started off with Ray J. Then at nighttime last night, we uh we, 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 we went in talking about WAC 100 and how WAC 100 is crashing out everywhere he goes, okay? Now we chilling out. We going back to, you know, our usual program. You dig? Now, I'm trying to figure out what I actually want to go through. Matter of fact, let's do that now because I ain't going to lie. I don't care about going over uh, O'Shea Duke Jackson's video about Cynthia G., so I'm not going to go through that. I might just delete that. Matter of fact, while I'm at it. Uh, we went through Dinkin' Man's Templar with the Alex Jones clip. Shout out to the GOAT. Alex Jones. That's right. Alex Jones. Um, what do we got? We we do got some fuckery. We got lefties losing it. So that's one. Shout out to Sky News Australia. Rita Panahi. We got Sky News Australia with lefties losing it. Um, we got a trans person flipping out over some bullshit. We also got. We went over Trump announcing Tucker as vice president, but I don't think he literally announced him as vice president. I could be wrong, though. That could be another video. Um, I think this is the, the Trump ad. We never went through that. The Trump ad video. So we can go through that or the Trump ad with I believe this is Benny Johnson responsible for that. Lefty's losing it. We'll just start there right now. 16 minutes of content. We'll start there. And then when we get through that, we'll figure out what else we're gonna go through. But right now we got leftoids 
All right, the lunacy of the left. Lefties losing it. Videos called trans person flips out when asked what transgender means. Can you believe that? Without further ado, let's get this shit started, man. And let's start in New York City. We saw those scenes of of jubilation with Trump entering Madison Square Garden to watch UFC 295. Everyone was happy. Yeah, we we went over that. We went over that last night, too. Yeah, Trump showed up to UFC in New York, baby. All right. Showed up in New York and was received by the audience as a gladiator alongside Tucker Carlson the possible future vice president of the United States. And boy, was that off the hook, right? The announcement, Trump's Trump's interview, well, he pretty much said that. I mean, and I think that Trump is kind of playing into what everybody else is kind of already assuming. So he's kind of playing dumb. Like, oh, yeah, I never, you know, I never thought about Tucker like that. Get the fuck out of here. So Tucker Carlson will possibly be the vice president. Hopefully. A great time, except one sad sorry. Karen, Bill Burr's wife. Let's have a look at her reaction. Oh, dear. That ain't going to help her husband. And if you're wondering what happened, we went over this briefly last night, too. Talking about the situation with, um, with Trump showing up at the UFC event and shit. Um, Bill Burr, the liberal stand-up comedian, and his wife, he's white, by the way. He white! And his wife, black. She black. What the? She black! You got this woke comedian. He's there. You know, he's trying not to give... He's trying not to pay Trump any attention because, you know, he's not a fan. We get it. But his wife, the black, she couldn't help it. She had to throw two birds up. She throwed up the middle finger, the Stone Cold Steve Austin double middle finger. I'm like, God damn. She hate this nigga more than Satan. I'm like, what type of shit is this? What the? They should have kicked that hoe out. If I was security, I'd like, yo, grab her, get her out. Bill Burr's like, what are you doing with my wife? You can leave too. Liberal. Beat it. Get out. You dig? Shit is out. Shit is outrageous, man. And yeah, Bill Burr's gonna be only Bill Burr's gonna be the only one that takes a loss. Why? Because his wife ain't out there in media like that. He's gonna have to deal with the backlash. Korea. He may be a closet lefty himself, but Bill Burr's comedy is really too risque for the Democrat voting crowd. I'd say, Kosher. So let me educate Rita Panahi because sometimes even journalists need education. Bill Burr's not a closeted liberal. That's offensive to homosexuals, all right? Bill Burr is a liberal, okay? For those out there that's heard Bill Burr on a radio show that I'm a fan of, that was a radio show, no longer again, never again, The Opie and Anthony Show, 
Greg Opie Hughes, not really a fan of him. Anthony Cumia, everybody's a fan of him. Had a controversial radio show. These people are what you would call shock jocks, right? Bill Burr would argue with Anthony Cumia on several occasions. Anthony Cumia, right wing, not conservative in the sense of the Bible conservative, but conservative in the sense of most of his values and his beliefs aligned to the right. <clears throat> We're talking about issues about guns. Oh, Bill Burr. Oh, we should get rid of guns. Guns are bad. Guns are the worst. It's like, God damn, brother. Who you been talking to behind the scenes? But see, this is like the Amy Schumer. This is the Amy uh, Schumer bunch. Because, you know, Amy Schumer, you know, Chuck Schumer, I think that's the uncle. I want to say uncle of Amy Schumer. I could be wrong, possibly the father, but they're related. And Amy Schumer is not funny. She's not a funny comedian. She's one of those women who give uh, female comedians a bad name. If you compare an Amy Schumer to a Roseanne Barr, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? It's like comparing Martin Luther King to Adolf Hitler, for Christ's sakes. What are we talking about? But once again, this shit, this shit never, this shit never seems to amaze me that, and a lot of people, Benny Johnson said the same thing. Oh, I'm a fan of Benny. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, of Bill Burr. It's like, yeah, he's a, he's a liberal. So, and I'm not saying that to say like, you shouldn't be a fan of him. I'm just letting you know, like. You know, you're talking about being based and all this other shit. You can't be laughing at leftoids as comedians. What the? Eighty percent of his audience would be center right or right. And uh, what is not true? The funny thing about Bill Burr is Bill Burr is very polarizing in a sense, because I can tell you a lot of the shit that he talks about when it comes to women makes perfect sense. The problem is who he aligns with in a political scene, they don't look at him as acceptable. Oh, that's inappropriate. I can't believe you would say that. And then people on the right embrace him because it's like, oh, man, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, some of the things he says is funny. Same thing with um, Joe Rogan in a sense of where he's at as a podcaster, as an interviewer. As a UFC commentator, I mean, he does everything. So people like him. People on the left like him. People who aren't woke like him on the left, but people on the left like him. People on the right like him. But he's really a guy for the center. He doesn't talk too political. So he's right in the middle. So both sides can kind of come and go, all right, I see what this person's talking about. Bill Burr, his, his core values and what he talks about off of off of like the stage is direct left his audience is center right which is a weird dynamic but i still haven't figured that out yet pull there i just don't think it's good for his brand uh did she just bud light him did she just <laughs> bud light him her name's nia renee hill mm. jesus she might have she might. No, she wasn't 
that gesture. Um, But in fairness, I think Bill Burr is in an impossible position, increasingly for the reasons you cite. He's (laughs) who he is inside, if that doesn't line up with his brand of comedy and where his audience is, at some point, something might give, and maybe it's just her. Yeah. Uh, Much of his comedy, I can't. Once again, if you guys have been fans of Opie and Anthony, there was a recent uh, debacle, if I'm not mistaken involving Anthony Cumia, who I heard was in the hospital with some heart condition. Hopefully he's fine. But um, there was a situation where Anthony Cumia was going to uh, Comedy Cellar, New York. Famous, famous club. A lot of the greats from New York have went there and shut shit down from Patrice O'Neill, right, to Louis C.K., right, to um I want to say Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, uh Tracy Morgan, all the legends have went to the comedy cellar. You dig? Anthony Cumia is a legend in his own right. I'll say it. So he said, you know what, I'm gonna go there. And actually I heard he started doing comedy, which I'm interested in hearing. But there was a problem with Anthony Cumia and Bill Burr's wife, the black woman who was flipping off Trump. And allegedly, you know, you know, Anthony Cumia's his image is just like Trump. He has to be a racist, right? He's a racist. He doesn't like black people. The same narrative that everybody else would cook up about Trump. Bill Burr was saying that about Anthony Cumia. That's when I lost respect for Bill Burr. Because you've been on this man's platform when he was doing radio for years. You you didn't have this tension back then. Oh, it's because you got a black wife that all this is happening. Give me a fucking break, man. Get the fuck out of here. Even play for you because it is fairly risque and completely non-PC. Interestingly, though, Bud Light has had to go to the UFC to save themselves because they tried. We also talked about that as well, man. I'm... Why do I got to be ahead of these people? You understand? Why do I got to be ahead of these people? You know what I mean? I'm the one that's 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 doing all the dirty work. I'm dropping the packages. They taking my work and making money off of it. He first got in the streets, he came to me. He hustled, he sold drugs for me. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. <sighs> you dig? But yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, Bud Light, they're like, yo, we got to find someone who's alpha. We got to find someone with the alpha energy. We got to find someone with the most fucking violent, <laughs> the most violent yet athletic people in the world. UFC. Let's let's find them. Dana White was like, yeah, I'll ch- cut a check, nigga. That's Dana White. <laughs> cut the check. Cut the check. Then they cut the check. Bam. All right. Now I'm going to save y'all. Dana White, like, you know what? Y'all was fucking up. Y'all fucked up letting these other fairies and shit, all these fucking mysterious gendered people into your brand. We going to help that. We got niggas bleeding. We got niggas tapping out. Bones is being broken. Jaws is being broken. Niggas is crashing out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. Dana White was like, yeah, I'll take that check. Yeah, cut that. Yeah, Dana, D-A-N, yeah, write that check. Yeah, now I'm going to save y'all. 
You can thank me later. Now I'm going to save y'all. Give me the check. That's Dana White. And guess what, people? I support it. Do you do y'all really want to see Anheuser Bush just cease to exist? Do you really want to see? And you're thinking about the brand because you people are stupid. You're not thinking about the people. I'm taking I'm I'm talking about the people that work for the company, the people that drives the trucks with the beers to the locations. Do you want those people to lose their jobs over some transsexual? Give me a fucking break, nigga. Shut the fuck up. If he went to Vince McMahon, said went to WWE and said, yo, we need a deal. WWE's cutting a check. If they went to NFL and was like, hey, we need a deal. NFL is cutting a check. Even though NFL, they're not alpha. They're definitely beta males. Definitely products of single mothers in those uh, companies. Because you always see them fat, out of shape, disgusting bitches yelling in the fucking audience. That's my son. Yeah, your son is 35. Shut the fuck up. This ain't this ain't little league, bitch. Fuck wrong. Let me stop before I crash out. Shit, I was about to crash out. But yeah, Dana White's cutting the check. Fuck you talking about? Cause realistically, you don't like I said, you don't want as an American, you don't want to see hundreds and thousands of Americans unemployed. You just don't want to see it. You don't want it to happen. You know, I'm sure they got more employees than that. I'm just giving a fair estimate. This, These are the drivers. These are the distributors. These are the people in the warehouses. These are the people loading the trucks with beers. The people driving the trucks to the liquor store. Yeah. That company goes down, then what happens? You think one beer company is going to grab all those people? You think they're just going to move on to somewhere else? It's going to be tougher. With the economy, are you fucking stupid? Are you retarded? But y'all Obama babies. So y'all was used to the recession and y'all used to this. Y'all used to this shit, I guess. I don't know. Y'all niggas is burnt. But yeah, Bud Light, they're going to have to bounce back somehow. Donald Trump just showing up to all the UFC events. That's going to play a big part of it. This is marketing, baby. Like, I know what these niggas is doing. I seen him do it. Hold up. I've seen him do it. I know what these niggas is talking about. You get Trump to come to three UFC events. Listen, listen to the rule. Listen, listen to look at the chessboard right now. I'm going to give you all a visualization of the chessboard. OK, UFC. All right, bet. They're already popular. Like they're they're popular as fuck. Right. All right. We got that out of the way. All right. Bud Light, not popular. Bud Light took L after L after L after L. Repeatedly. The transgender thing, the fucking, um, the madness behind that, the rainbow cans and the glittery shit, that's all, that's all dead. That's not, that's not hidden. That ain't slapping in the streets. You can't be you can't be releasing shit like that. I see somebody in my hood drinking some shit like that, smacking a can out the hand. What are you doing? Do some jumping jacks. Go to the gym. You ain't drinking no rainbow can in front of me. Fuck is this? What's going on here? So what happened? 
they like, damn, they got desperate. They're like, we need, we need something now to bounce back, to get these sales back. Dana White was like, cut the fucking check. All right. This ain't run the jewels. We're not doing that. It's cut the check. Fuck are you talking about? Enough talking, cut the check. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney, I get it. That ain't happening over here. We're not having fairies in UFC. That's Dana White. I know. Yo, I seen him do it. This is the shit he talks about. I seen him do it. This nigga's, Dana White's really out of pocket. That's why I fuck with Dana White. He's out of pocket. You don't like, you don't give a fuck about media and what the fuck media be thinking about Trump. You say, yeah, I fuck with Trump. So what? That's a real Nick. Yo, come on, man. Stop. Dana White got. Da, da, yo, Dana White's a real nigga, dude. Shout out Dana White. He's a real nigga, dude. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. Because when he was doing interviews and shit with these mainstream networks, this nigga was holding back zero punches. I was like, yeah, this nigga's legit. I already knew that. But like, cut the check to relaunch and relaunch and it just was not working and so they have gone to the most sort of right-wing non-politically correct company they can think of yeah and partnered with dana white and the ufc so we'll see if that saves hey but like they're smart they made a dumb decision and see this is the problem and you could compare this to a ronda rousey we'll use ufc analogy because my iq is on another fucking level Look at Ronda Rousey. Everybody knows who Ronda Rousey is, but what is she known most for? The knockouts. She got knocked out twice, and that is all she's known for from the UFC. Forget the fact that she was making the most money in the UFC at one point. I think even out beating, um, what's the Irish nigga's name? Uh, Conor McGregor. You dig? Shout out to Ireland. Yeah, shout out to all my mix out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Niggas think it's a game. These alcoholic, these niggas are, and I call them niggas because they're white niggas. And if you want to go through the history books, the Irish, which I have Irish in my family, these niggas was treated worse than blacks at one time. You dig? But I know my history. I know y'all niggas don't. Unfortunately, y'all dumb. You know what I'm saying? Y'all dumbass niggas. <laughs> what y'all niggas talking about? <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Eagles is winning. <laughs> 49ers going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's all y'all talking about. Niggas are pathetic, man. Sick of this shit. Yeah, um, uh, Bud Light, they're smart. They made a dumb decision, but just like Ronda Rousey, they don't pay attention to your wins. They only list, they only watch you, they only mention you when you lose. That's to everybody on planet Earth. People will never acknowledge you for the good things you do. They'll only be around for the bad things you do. But when you're doing good, oh, they can't stand you. Are you shitting on niggas out here? Yeah, they can't stand you. But when you fall off, 
all eyes on you. They're all paying attention. And I and I mean this actually towards men. You dig? Cause like I had something planned. And I'm gonna go through it briefly because I had it I had it written down earlier. And like my like I said, my IQ level at this moment has to be over a thousand. I don't know what's going on. But what I mean like in a sense of when you're doing something positive, even like the positive and negative aspect, when you're doing something positive, some people don't care to acknowledge it because they realize that they don't have any positivity within them to do what you do, whatever it is. You could just be doing honest work. If you live in the hood and you're the only nigga out there that's literally employed and you just got a bunch of street niggas and gorillas they're not going to appreciate you for the grind you do, just like you shouldn't appreciate them and the reckless shit they do. You in the hood, but you're not a hood nigga like me. You're in the hood, like you're you've been in those environments, you've dealt with those people, but you're not of those people. And you move your own way. But when you fall off, that's the only time you'll see people. Or that's the only time they'll mention you is when you fall off. If you're not around, they don't know what you're doing. Go ghost. Go ghost from people for a month. From, some people can't do that. I'll, I'll say two weeks. Go ghost from people for two weeks. You know, do your regular routine. You know, you go to the gym. You go to work. You got extracurricular activities. You feel me? I might skate a bit because I, I I have my board here. I haven't rode my board all the way yet, man. I still got my custom board right here. You dig? You have your extracurricular activities and you go ghost. You go ghost for two weeks. You know what I mean? And a lot of people go, well, why will you not deal with people for two weeks? Why would you personally avoid people for two weeks? It's not about avoiding people, right? It's not about avoiding people. It has nothing to do with that. It's about you evaluating yourself and your situations. A lot of people need that. People like me, I need that. I don't have the want to be around people like that just to be around them. You know, there has to be a purpose behind it. There has to be a meaning. It, it, it's a, like like outside of like cookouts and shit. Like people I'm cool with. Like I'll go to a party if, if it's people I'm cool with. But I'm not cool with everybody. So I won't go to a party because I'm only cool with three people there. Because I don't know who the other people there. I don't know who those people are. And me, I'm willing to crash out. So people even look at me funny. I, I'll be willing to crash out. Because I'm not taking risks. I'm not taking risks. A lot of y'all don't have friends that were killed. Y'all have friends that died. And there's no, and I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to say one is more important than the other. But when you have friends that were killed, you know, that does something to you. You dig? When you have friends that were killed, like somebody shot them, somebody stabbed them, somebody ran them over or whatever, like it does something to you. 
And I had a good amount of people that, you know, lost their lives to dumb shit. So I don't I don't play games with people. I'm not a game console. I'll charge up. I'm not playing. I'm not saying this to do to do to be anything but me. Like that's this is who I am, legit. I'm not saying this to promote anything. I'm saying this just as a human being. Like I don't I don't play games with people. Like I'm not cool with everybody. So I'm not out here, you know, joking around with everybody. I joke around here. But in, in real life, nah, there's it's no games. Cause I know how niggas, I know how niggas, I know how niggas move, and they're not moving right. I know how these niggas move, and they're not moving right. So I don't want them, I don't want them in my vicinity. You feel me? I don't want them in my personal space. I don't want them in my pericular, uh, privil, perivial. Is it perivial? I don't know. I'm black. I don't want them in my eyesight. You dig? That's what I'm talking about. But most guys, like, the the women who do this, they're strong and independent. They're glorified for having that attitude. Oh, I don't need a man. Get that nigga away from me. I don't want to be around no nigga. I got my own shit going on. I'm getting a bag, whatever, whatever. Women are forever glorified for that. I want to explain this carefully because I'm still dropping raw, real red pills. But this is organic. This is off the top. This is unplanned. This is just because my IQ is up. Women are forever glorified for having that mindset. They'll consider it their healing. Oh, I'm in a healing process, so I don't need to be around a nigga. But she being ran through by a bunch of niggas. Of course she don't want to be around niggas. What the? Bitch got no kids, no wedding ring. Bitch, no happy memories, nothing. Fuck out of here. Empty wine bottle having bitches. You dig? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Where's my suburban wine mommies at? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Where's my suburban wine mommies at? Suburban wine moms. What the? <laughs> suburban wine mommies. Suburban wine moms. This nigga's cooked. This nigga's cooked. <laughs> this nigga's cooked. Suburban wine moms. That's sick. Basuda. 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 I want to play the hood rat song or the hood rat sound just because. Hold up. I'm a hoochie mama slash hood rat. <laughs> Hold up. I'm going to play this right after. Watch. This is sick. This soundboard that I got, this shit is sick. Hold up. I'm a hoochie mama slash hood rat. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? <laughs> How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? We pose as liberals, we buy off the black leadership. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? We pose as liberals, we buy off the black leadership. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? We pose as liberals, we buy off the black leadership. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? We pose as liberals, we buy off the black leadership. Yo! Yo! Crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. Nigga, crash out. <laughs> Yo, let me stop. I'm cooning. Right. Now let's go to another clip featuring our friend Billboard Chris, who is asked here to explain what trans is by a trans person who then flips out because the question he asked is being answered. 
Tip me in the trans. I don't know. I've never He's asking you. get an answer to that question. I'm asking you. Well, you just claimed you're trans. I am trans. And I'm asking trans. you what that means. What does it mean to you? Well, I would tell you that transition trans. is something don't you do. Me. Wait, you don't tell anybody. Okay, well, you asked you what just, it means. He just, he, just, he just asked. I'm sorry. I got to mention it. He just asked, what does it mean to you? He explained it. He cut him off and says, you don't tell me what it What type of crack? What type of methamphetamines? are these people doing these trans missions <clears throat> literally just asked so, us to tell you what I mean you can't win with these people. Now, here is a lefty's losing it blast from the past. It features Ben Shapiro being threatened with bodily violence for asking a trans woman about their genetic. You know who Ben Shapiro is? I'm not a fan, by the way. But he is known for this sound. My son, I need a new pathy. <laughs> My son, I need a new pappy. How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? Genetics? What are your genetics? So I'd stay away from the genetics and back to the brain scans. You cut that out now, you or you'll go that. home in an ambulance. Oh. Now that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. <laughs> So that was some eight years ago. And watch how instead of calling out that threat of violence, that he'll go home in an ambulance. The other panellists lay into Ben Shapiro for being rude and provoking the threats he suffered. Uh, talk about victim blaming. No, I know. Well, yeah. but wait, to be fair, but to be fair, you are, wait, but to be fair, you are, but to be fair, you're actually being hey guys, rude. You're no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's not rude to say that someone who is biologically a male a is a male. You just someone who is biologically male is a male. But Mr. So, Shapiro, you know, you knew very well that saying that to Zoe would be would be egregiously insulting. My son, need a new happy. My son, I need a new happy. Now let's go to global warming darling Greta Thunberg. She was giving a speech at a major climate protest in this Amsterdam, bitch. but she was disrupted by an stage invader who was unhappy with the shift of focus away from environmental issues onto Palestine. Let's have a look at what happened. We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I come here for a climate demonstration, not a political view. Calm down. No climate justice on occupied land. No climate justice on occupied land. <laughs> Yo, these people sound like. They don't sound, the bitch doesn't sound like a human being, number one. She looks crazy, bro. I was about to say something very politically incorrect. I'm glad I stopped myself. She looks crazy, bro. She doesn't, she doesn't look like a functioning human being. You understand me? And... Her talking points are trash. She's trash. She's just like the environmentally insane leftoids out there. 
they're still protesting on climate change and what? Nigga, are you fucking retarded? Get out of the road. Please get out of the road. These motherfuckers gonna hit y'all. Y'all people, you people out there that like the liberals, you know, people on the left. You know, you people out there, you love to stand in the middle of the street, have your little demonstration. Well, uh, trucker Buck, he ain't gonna give a fuck. He gonna run y'all niggas clean over, respectfully. And guess whose side I'm on? I'm on the redneck side. Get out of the fucking road, man. Fuck that. Get out of the goddamn road. Niggas is vicious, man. Niggas will come out there with super soakers. But in the super soakers, they got bleach. <laughs> instead, yeah, that's gangster. Yeah, that's sick, bro. Instead of instead of like water in the super soakers, straight bleach. Yeah, y'all getting out of the road one way or another. You know what I mean? You dig? Yeah, all these protesters and shit, the Greta, whatever, Greta, Thunenberg, whatever. She sound like a crowd. Was she a Nazi? She German or something? Gutenberg? That sound like... Y'all know who that sound like? Sound like the mustache man to me. <laughs> sounds like... Sounds like some mustache man shit. Y'all know who the mustache man is, right? The bad guy. The, the ultimate bad guy for uh, the Jews. Adolf Hitler. With the uh, with the Germans, okay, these niggas, Greta Greta Thunberg or whatever, yeah, that sound like that sound like a that sound like a dictator, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. That sounds like an oppressor. And Adolf Hitler, he was sick. He was he was fucking white people up. He's sick. I ain't gonna lie. Like when. And I heard black. I heard blacks. I'm not joking. And when I'm what I'm about to tell you right now is shocking, but I want y'all to to listen. I heard black people celebrate Hitler. I'm serious. I heard black people celebrate Hitler because they were so anti-Semitic that they believed that Hitler did the job that was supposed to be done. That's what red, black, and green niggas were saying, straight up. Now, there's a lot of bizarre things that's happened in history. I brought this topic up before, but it's worth mentioning. When it came to... And look, I'm going to tell y'all some deep shit, and I just want y'all to sit back and think about this. So during a time where, like, the Germans were Nazis, right? Third Reich. Everything, they were taking over places. They were taking over areas, right? Okay. They had the Olympics, all right? Matter of fact, hold up. They they had they had the Olympics. You dig? They had the Olympics. All right. So these white people, Adolf Hitler, like, you know, he's white, he's Aryan, so that's like, you know, what he would say the purest of the white race. Okay. How or why would this nigga allow um, Jesse Owens to come to the Olympics and compete? Does it like? Am I am I like going somewhere? Am I like going like? 
I gotta find this. Hold up. Like, am I like? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like the word. Am I like? All right, so, so Jesse Owens, right? He went to Berlin and competed in the Olympics. So, you understand that in certain places in the United States at that time, they wouldn't let blacks compete at the at the level that Jesse Owens, a black man, was competing amongst Adolf Hitler in Germany. I want y'all to pay attention. Listen to what I just said, because it's been on my mind for quite some time. During World War II, the U.S. Office of Civilian Defense appointed Owens as director of a national fitness program for African-Americans in 1942. He traveled around the nation holding the fitness clinics and promoting the war effort. Um, Hold up. So now. On some real gangster shit. I want... <clears throat> I actually want this... I'm going to save this picture. Because I want this picture to be... A part of this episode. There's... <laughs> there's a black man with the US shit on. He's doing the salute. There is a Aryan white supremacist... Behind him doing the Nazi salute. Directly behind him. And is that an Asian person who, a Japanese per? Yo, I'm dead, bro. I can't do this shit, cuz. I can't do this shit, cuz. Yo, that's fucking crazy. This picture is fucking insane, bro. I want y'all, I want y'all to notice. So if you see the picture, you're like, yo, this picture is crazy, bro. This is this is the medal of Olympian who defied Hitler by. Hold up. Oh, shit. Do I have to go to the article? Because I know if I go to this article, <clears throat> this is going to exit out. Uh, okay, Medal, Medal of Olympian who defied Hitler by embracing Jesse Owens going under the hammer. Um, Let's see if I can read this through here. Uh, German long jumper... Luce Lus Long finished second to African American Jesse Owens, who on field success at 1936 Berlin Games shattered Nazi leaders' myth of Aryan physical supremacy. First of all, I'm going to read it. Um, <clears throat> this is the picture that you're going to be seeing for this episode. America's Jesse Owens Center salutes during the presentation of his gold medal for the long jump. A long silver medalist, Luce Long, right of Germany with the Nazi salute and bronze and bronze medalist Naoto Tajima of, of Japan during the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin. Um... August 11th, 1936. Jesus. Yo, that's fucked. Yeah, I got cut off. <clears throat> I knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to get cut off. So this is segment two, I guess. Uh, out of nowhere, segment two. But it was worth viewing that. 
it was worth saving that photo. But once again, I want to ask this question. And yes, in a lot of ways, you could say, well, not in a lot of ways. It was factual. Jesse Owens defined, you know, the Nazis and white supremacy and their belief that, you know, um, the white man was superior on a physical level. And that even though he defied it, these people, the Nazis, the Germans allowed this man to compete. In a situation where if they saw this nigga walking down the street in their community, they would have probably shot him down. How is it? How is it a possibility that a black man at that time can defy Nazi propaganda, but could not define his own American propaganda? Do you hear me talking right now? Are you listening? Y'all ain't. Yeah, fuck it. I put the, that's that's my new. Yeah, that's the new picture right there. That's the new picture for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But um, let's continue this motherfucking uh, program here. All right. Let's, let's get back to the program. Let's get back to the fuckery, the chicanery, the madness. Lefty's losing it. Kosher, what do you make of that? Greta Thunberg is uh, branching out. Climate change is not enough now. Uh, y- she's she's Middle East politics expert now. Is she going to address the UN on that too? <laughs> she just might. We're seeing this mashup of all these issues happening and they're paradox i think it's so thick you can cut it with a knife in a, in a lot of those things and she she just might be finding that that's where the hot uh, galvanizing kind of interest is right now and maybe she needs to latch on to that to either resuscitate the climate a brand or just connect them together and get some more momentum and finally doesn't get much worse than this an anti-israeli crowd decided to hold a protest in the melbourne suburb of caulfield where more than 40 percent of the residents are jewish they Jesus. did it on the sabbath and they did it outside the <laughs> synagogue oh my god bro <laughs> see enough's enough <clears throat> and this is all i'm saying this is all i'm gonna say about the situation one one party can't be just the peacekeepers if they're being attacked. Do you understand me? Now, I'm not saying this to wage war or say anything about the war, but I'm just speaking from the outsider's perspective. One person cannot be the peacemaker while being attacked. <clears throat> In which you can't be about peace when it's wartime. <clears throat> right? If your area is being attacked, you're, you need a counter attack. You have to react. If you don't, your morale will cease to exist. Y'all will be better off dead. If you just allow someone to attack your nation, someone to attack your home front and have no response. It's not until these Jews start attacking these niggas, then it's going to be an issue. And this is what I'm saying, straight up. When these Jews start attacking these motherfuckers and start, you know, shooting these niggas and bombing them and shit and all that, that's when the country is going to go, oh, see these Jews, they're violent. That's when they're going to do all that. They They did it with blacks. 
They did it with blacks. To where now, in the way that you expect a black person to be violent, you would expect a Jewish person to be peaceful. Or you expect a Jewish person to be innocent. Just by what the media is kind of showing you. They're not showing the blacks who are educated. You know what I mean? The blacks that that defy what these people decide to represent you as. Cause they got their own they got their own view. But their view got viewers. And these viewers are blind, stupid, and dumb. They don't know what's going on. Cause they listening to these people. And they giving them secondhand, third hand. Yo, they they got stepped. They how they like bad drugs. It's just all stepped in. It's just stepped on. Just all. It's just like a whole bunch of shake. You know what I'm saying? It's all cut. Cut this shit with uh, <laughs> detergent soap. Eh? Powder detergent. Oh, the pepper sprays out. Ugly scenes. Uh, South Caulfield Synagogue had to be evacuated, and we saw the clashes there between the pro-Israeli and anti-Israeli crowd. We have ugly scenes. They know exactly what they're doing, why they chose that day, and I think the sad thing is there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. We don't see any crackdown or law Eliminated. order or anything like that being Eliminated. brought to bear. And uh, I don't know where this ends, but it, it's not pretty. Gaza, thank you so much for your time tonight. Negative. This is the final. Shout out to Rita Panahi. You know. Um, Sky News Australia. You know what I mean? Another one of those uh another one of the MILF mommies. They got, you know, the right wing media has a lot of MILF mommies. And I've and I've kind of alluded to this in the past, but I want to fully get into this in detail. Um Uh, Trish Regan, MILF mommy, right? The legs, right? MILF mommy qualities. Um, Megan Kelly, to some, she's a MILF mommy. To me, eh, not bad. Uh, Rita Panahi, Sky News Australia, MILF mommy. Bad, right? You look at her like, damn. And she's always dressed up. Well, she's always looking like, you know, how they look, you know. Like, you know, with the suits and shit, try to be all professional. Just imagine her with a tight dress on. Ugh. I mean, MILF mommies. They got, you know, the left, they got they got bad bitches on the left, but they're they're crazy. They got problems. They got issues. Daddy issues, mommy wasn't there for them. All shit like that. Like that's that's what you don't want to deal with. But they're they're attractive. Do they have common sense? No, they don't. Negative. They don't have common sense. Common sense ain't common for them. And then you go into the more, you know, urban areas, I guess. I'm a hoochie mama slash hood red. You know. Trying to hit this nigga. I hope you got a few hundred thousand. You know. My son need a new healthy. Nigga shit. You know. 
<laughs> y'all, y'all get it, right? Yeah, that's what usually happens. That's what usually happens. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out. We're going into Benny Johnson's video right now. You dig? We went through this intro before. This is loud. What's up, guys? It's Roy Benny. Now, Donald Trump has a leg up in running for president because, one, he has been a celebrity for 50-plus years. Donald Trump has been in the limelight, the spotlight, and every light that is imaginable. Donald Trump, the biggest man made. You know, that's crazy he mentions that. You know why? Because look at the dynamic. It's a social dynamic between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Here you got Donald Trump. He's been a celebrity for 50 years. You have Joe Biden, who's been in politics close to 50 years, 47, I think, to be exact, maybe 48. And it's it's just interesting how things kind of worked out. You know, the person with the least political experience happened to know more and be more of an effective leader than a person with nearly 50 years of government experience. Wow. Celebrity in human history. Truly. Donald Trump, the biggest mortal celebrity in human history. No doubt. Bigger than Elvis and the Beatles combined. There is no equivalent. And so the guy really like consumes energy. He brings unto himself like mimetic energy. And meme makers make ads for Donald Trump. And there's a lot of material there. He had a very visually stunning presidency in the first term. And now Donald Trump is releasing some banger ads for his second term as he dominates the polls. New CNN poll out last night showing that Donald Trump is trouncing, romping on Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, this new ad that dropped with Tucker Carlson as the narrator is really something. Now, this is from a Tucker Carlson monologue set to footage of Donald Trump. I do not believe that it has Tucker's blessing necessarily, but has a perfect crescendo and a real ring to it. Check this out. It'll uh, give you goosebumps. Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns. Damn. Mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice, but they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true. We watched. 
America is still a great country, the best in the world, but our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in this country. Goodness gracious, it's enough to give you chills. It's enough to give you chills. And you see these people who probably never watched Tucker before, right? Lining the streets in Atlanta as Donald Trump is arrested. Is there any doubt that what Tucker says there in that monologue, that this is about the failure of our ruling class that didn't build or create anything who inherited this in, this amazing country and have wrecked it and have been unable to stop their own selfishness and evils from overtaking and strip mining this place, ripping the brass off the Titanic as it sinks. And you wonder why you get clips like this of people in Atlanta walking out of their urban neighborhood to cheer Donald Trump on after being arrested and taking a mugshot. You wonder why clips like this exist. And then polls like this exist. New York Times poll Trump set to romp Biden. Donald Trump would win 300 electoral votes, soundly defeating Joe Biden. Donald Trump wins all the swing states in these recent pollings. 71% of Americans say Biden is too old, including 54% of Biden supporters saying he's too old. Swing state voters say they trust Trump over Biden on the economy by a 22-point margin. Well, there's your election right there. Everyone is saying it. It's being it, at, at time of publishing right now. CNN just dropped this devastating poll. Has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According to our latest CNN poll conducted by SSRS, a national poll that uh, gives us this snapshot in time. Biden's approval rating is 39% in our poll, 61% disapprove of the job he's doing. Look at it by party. You see that even among his fellow Democrats, he's only at 77% approval in this poll. Only a third of independents approve of the job he's doing. And of course, as you might imagine, only 5% of Republicans. So will Donald Trump become the next president of the United States? Uh, well, I mean, odds are CNN straight up admitting it now. CBS admitting it. I had to take a leak, but y'all, look, man. These niggas ain't saying nothing new, so I don't really have to be too much in tune. I just play it so y'all can understand how serious this shit is, all right? The leftoids are freaking out. This is this might as well be lefties losing it. This is the lefties losing it episode, by the way. There it is. I got a title now. All right? Lefties losing it episode. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is really nothing new. But, you know, and, and and people like myself, I do question polls. I do question numbers, although I will use numbers and percentages. There is a part of me that does question the source of the numbers. And I don't think that's like a conspiracy theorist mindset. I just think that's a logical mindset. Like if somebody's just giving you numbers, you're going to want to see... You're going to you're going to want to see some like you know some concrete evidence to reassure the numbers that are being mentioned, right? Now, some people will just listen to people say the same numbers and go, "Well, it has to be true cuz that person said it." I'm not that type of person. I'm going to look into the websites, I'm going to look up and do, you know, whatever I need to do to get, 
the actual evidence and the percentages down. Things like the election, for example, I mean, there can be corruption on both ends, right? One 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 media outlet is going to be biased against left wing media. So they're going to make the numbers seem that Trump is just dominating, which he actually is. But they'll make him dominate even more. They'll hike his percentages up eh, three to five percent. Then what it actually is, which is already up, they'll add three to five more percent to like 10 percent. It's like, all right, man, relax. But then you got left wing media. They'll exaggerate everything. So even at this point, they're talking like it's the end of the world. Hillary Clinton knows that she knows what's going on because it's happened to her where the momentum out of nowhere for Trump picks up. Right. And she's been on the receiving end. She knows that Biden's in trouble. That's why you see her talking about deprogramming Trump supporters in one moment. Right. In one interview. Then she goes on to view and, and compares Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. Like, come on, man. Y'all not seeing what's going on? Y'all not paying attention? Yeah, I know. Sad. <laughs> Sad. It's still pretty close. It shouldn't be this close. This Basuda. is an indictment of exactly how bad Joe Biden is. Basuda. But Donald Trump leading by four in Pennsylvania, ten in Nevada, six in Georgia, five in Michigan, five in Arizona. Man. Even the Obama people are now saying is anybody surprised? Wait, hold up. Now, I don't want to look anything up anymore because my shit shut off the first time. But um, is anyone surprised about PA? I'm a little surprised that PA is kind of in the direction of going red. Like fully red. They're already over 50 percent now um, supporting Trump or supporting Republican. Interesting. Joe Biden's just got, just got to drop it. Got to drop it. It's not wise for you to run. The stakes are too high. And then you check. First of all, Benny, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Don't ever say that again. Don't ever tell Joe Biden to drop out of the election. You want Joe Biden in the election, stupid. You don't want a Michelle Obama stepping up. You don't want anybody stepping up that can possibly give them just a little bit more edge than what Biden doesn't have now. You don't want that. We want Biden to be healthy enough for this election. We want him to take a loss. The fuck are you talking? We want Biden to take a L. We don't want him dropping out. In on ads that really sort of resonate perfectly with what Tucker Carlson is saying in the monologue for that next ad, and you, you sort of like get the vibe of what the energy of the campaign is going to go like toward which is once again the forgotten man and woman and and now things are worse for them than ever i'm from different walks of life but all have one thing in common they want their country back parents who want to take back control of their children's education veterans tired of being kicked to the curb they believe in protecting the sanctity of life Securing our borders, standing for the flag, uh. kneeling for God above, and an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. Hillary made fun of them. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Biden called them a threat. <laughs> the MAGA Republicans represented extremism. That oh. is the very foundation. This is why Trump's unstoppable. 
This is why I'm telling y'all, this is why Trump is going to be unstoppable. He's not saying nothing, right? This is what makes Trump a genius. He's not saying shit. He's using the same shit that they said against them. He's using the same things that these politicians said against them for an ad. That's sick, yo. That's brutal. Of our republic. And DeSantis degradingly called them listless vessels. No, they aren't run. They're great Americans who know there's one person who will always have their backs. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I mean, take it. He didn't say one word besides, I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. All of the attacks that these lunatics on the left had for Trump, he's just reiterating it. That's how you know you got the upper hand. When you don't got to say nothing, you just got to repeat something or play back something that one person has said that contradicts everything that they stand for. How do these people want to unite the country while re-educating and getting rid of Trump supporters or calling them deplorables or calling them extremists and radicals? Does that sound like the tolerant left that some of you people remembered? Because it ain't. There's older liberals that agree with what I'm saying, may not agree with the things that I said before, but when it comes to the tolerant left, it's more of the tolerant right. We're the tolerant ones. (laughs) We're the ones putting up with the shit. And we knew the last election was BS. It's just a lot of people don't want to speak out about it because they don't want to be put in that conspiracy theorist category. They put Alex Jones in the conspiracy theorist category. What happened to him? Most of these people in media will reference Alex Jones for the effect that he's had. That many people, those same people, were talking about he was crazy. Late 2000s. 2010. Oh, Alex Jones is crazy. Oh, yeah? We went over the clip with Alex Jones, uh, I think, last night. Shout out to Thinking Man's Templar. Shit was deep gets brutal bank ladies and gentlemen you'll never get another presidential candidate like donald trump you'll never ever never again never. he's goaded he's goaded i want him to win a second term Big he's goaded but uh you know you're just never gonna have it again so you might as well suck it you know you might he's as well goated. enjoy suck the marrow out of the bone on this one and Trifling. this is my favorite ad that has been released over the last I ain't gonna lie, the last one he had with the whole 1984 setup, that shit was slapping. He had a 1984 ad, that shit was slapping. He was mentioning Hillary. He was going for the jugular. I mean, because Trump's a savage. I don't know if people know this. And you'll never see a nigga like this in politics again. And I'm not talking about Barack Obama. I don't care if I have another black man in office again after Barack Obama. I gave up on black people in politics with Barack Obama. Did you guys know, by the way, all you people that talk about Trump was a racist, there was a time in which we get the term African-American that Jesse Jackson was running for office. Run for presidency. Jesse Jackson. 
the person who coined the phrase African-American. He was running for president. Did y'all know, did you know um, who was funding, who funded um, Mr. Jesse Jackson, the race hustler at the time? Well, this was before he got really into race hustling. But did you know um, who, who gave money out of his pocket to profit Jesse Jackson's campaign? Donald Trump. Look it up. Look it up. All right. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump. He's a racist, though. Funded Jesse Jackson for him running for president. Come on. Stop it, dude. Stop it. Enough's enough. The jig is up. A year. Dan Scavino posting it here, getting 7,000 retweets, 19,000 likes on X. The man in the arena. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many to serve when the victory is near, and few nah, are the herds to be born. Nah, nah. Nah, shout out Benny Johnson, but nah. <laughs> nah, nah. All right, lefties losing it continues. We're going to go over something else, man, because uh, that shit was crazy. I don't... Shit was throwing the mood off, man. It's, it's already 1218. What the? What the? All right, it's 1218. What we got left to go over. We went over lefties losing it. Um, we got we got Charleston White. We're gonna play uh we're gonna have Crash Out Coliseum tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna have the Crash Out Coliseum tonight. Um on this episode of the Crash Out Coliseum, we'll have none other than Charleston White. He's going to be talking about how the Sigma male supersedes the Alpha male, which if y'all been listening. Like, I really be thinking niggas, like, I'm really starting to get irritated, right? I talked about this shit two years ago, the Sigma male, all right? The one with both Alpha male and Beta, 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 Beta male uh, characteristics. He has both traits, but rather than being seen as, uh, rather being seen as outlandish to a woman, who would be alpha or a guy who's kind of a, a dork, a guy who's... Bah! He's seen as a mysterious person to the woman, and that's his attraction, and that kind of keeps a woman around rather than a guy who who kind of tells you who he is rather than the man who's not willing to reveal who he is. That's player shit. I don't even want to. I don't want to repeat that. That's probably one of the most player things I said. Let's go. Let's not. Let's not even do that yet. Um, the sigma male succeeds the alpha male. This is from Charleston White. That's a twenty-one minute clip. That's a whole episode. We're gonna do a whole episode with that later on today. I don't know if I'm doing that later, meaning later, like the next episode, or later, as in tonight's episode. I'm thinking later on today, though. Um, we can play uh Carrie Lake torching a woke a woke journalist. All right, this is a uh, liberal hive mind 
So let's go through that. This this kind of fits into the narrative of lefties losing it. Um, I'm sure the journalist is like, you know, some leftoid, whatever. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind. And people wonder why we can't stand these lefty hack journalists. <laughs> why I keep using that word, I really should stop. <laughs> Lefties losing it. Lefties losing it. Alright, I'm just going to call this the lunacy. Of the left. The lunacy of the left. Are not journalists. We should, of course, call them what I usually call them when I correct myself. Journalists. Smug, arrogant, deceitful, disrespectful. Think of a negative term. Think of a negative descriptive term that applies to most of these mainstream media. Journalist hacks. Basura? You know, they pretend that Basura? they're just neutral journalists. Attempting to get to the facts. Doing Basura? their job. Basura. They have a horse in the race. Then, of course... They act like this, like a bunch of hateful activists. <laughs> Let me show you guys exactly what I mean by that. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, so here's Carrie Lake dealing with two journalists. And I will say again. What do you need, again. Jay, what do you need to hear to feel okay with yeah, I'm, this? I'm done. You're I'm done. Sure you answer the question when you're asked a direct whoa. question. Just answer the question. Whoa, 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 yo. Listen, man. Listen, see, this is the problem. This is the problem with liberals. God forbid, you know, if I was ever with a woman and I was just in the cut, she's doing her thing, I'm just in the cut supporting her. And some man, some wimp, he's appealing. He's a string bean. You know what I'm saying? Just snap this nigga in half, right? Um, uh, a dweeb out of nowhere gets out of pocket with your woman and you're there? Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Simple factual question. Steve asked it. Answer it. You are on the VP shortlist, though. Do you feel like you're on the VP shortlist? You know what? This this is, uh, Steve, uh, pardon me, but Steve and and both of you, this is a creation of the media. (laughs) I will tell you this. I am, I'm I'm a fed up mom, okay? And there's a millions of tens of millions of moms just like me i'm not worried about who trump picks for a vp he's going to pick someone great frankly if there's like any that's... president who doesn't need a vp it's him yeah. but let me tell you this it's like a dictator I kind will, of situation where you would i will tell you yeah that's really funny this is called the circus right we got bozo and bozo's friend but let me tell you trump is a I don't care who trump picks as his vp what i care about is that the people in arizona have a secure border mm-hmm. That we don't have fentanyl pouring across our country. Have you Fetty ever talked Rock. to a mother? Have yeah, you yeah, ever talked to a mother who's lost a son or daughter to fentanyl poisoning? Yo, me, I, I lie to you not. Two days ago, I had a conversation about this shit with somebody. Two people, actually. Niggas was smoking, niggas was smoking a bong. And niggas started talking about like all this like crazy shit that's out, like the the K2, the spices, the synthetic weed, all this other madness, right? You know what I mean? And niggas was talking about how some of that shit could be faced with uh could be laced with uh with Fetty Wop, the fentanyl. The Fetty Wop. Ay yay. 
Yeah, man. The down, the that call those call that shit downtime. Niggas off that downtime, man. Fentanyl niggas is burnt out. Niggas out there, niggas out there wilding out, man. Kensington Ave, Philadelphia, niggas out there wilding out, man. They all out. They like zombies, bro. They like zombies. You know, I'm not far from that area. I'm from Jersey. I mean, there's some spots. Like I remember when I remember when my grandma lived in Camden. It was a different time then. So it was like 1996, 95, 96, if I'm not mistaken. And when I was out there, things were a lot different. Like it wasn't crazy, but it, it got crazy. And like you could see, you notice crackheads more because you didn't see as many crackheads. So you know them when you see them. And if you see one, you're going to see like three or four of them, like not too far away, man. Shit is crazy out there, man. Even when I was, even when I was growing up in that area, because like I said, I, I used to, I used to be bad at, in school and shit when I was in like third or fourth grade. I used to be bad as fuck. I used to just do stupid out of pocket shit when I was growing up. And um, my mom would just send me to my grandmoms and my grandma was mean as shit. She mean as hell. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, though. She dead. She dead. Um, she gone. God rest her soul. Um, but she was mean as hell. So, you know, my mom already knew when she dropped me off. It was pretty much boot camp for a weekend. I was there for a weekend, and it was boot camp. I'd go outside like maybe once or twice a day. It's like twenty four hour lockdown, my nigga. Like that's how my grandma treated me. <coughs> It's like I was going, my mom was dropping me off to the shoe. It's disrespectful, man. She dropped me off to the to the gulag, nigga. Fuck you talking about? Grandmom ruled with an iron fist, you dig? Grandmom's belt game was serious. <laughs> Grandmom's belt game was serious, man. I used to try to do dumb shit just so, just so just so the bitch can try to chase me, man. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> my grandpa though I used to literally fight my grandpa not really but I would I would fuck him up when I was little yeah I used to I used to punch him in his kneecap <laughs> that was the hit when you punch him punch my <laughs> punch my grandpa in the kneecap right and you just hear the sound uh, that's how you know he felt it like yeah you felt that old bitch have him try to chase me around the house he chased me with the belt one time man I did the, I did like the fucking Indiana Jones front roll, nigga. Like he tried to hit me. I did the front roll real quick, and he hit like a piece of glass, and it fell on the ground. And I just laughed at him. He just got mad and tried to pick the glass up. Yeah, I was a piece of shit growing up. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold y'all. They both gone though. They dead. They dead. Grandpa, he died. He gone. He dead. He died more recently. I think he died like what? Uh, I want to say 2016, 2017. He did. Grandma, she died. She died early, man. She died like um, 2001, I believe. She did. You know. But anyway, let's get back into the fuckery, right? You wouldn't be acting cocky like this, okay? Oh, I got your mic. I'm going to go flush it down the toilet right now. 
You guys, I gotta get her downstairs. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ow. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Karen. Bye, guys. I know the cameramen are actually conservatives, and you really literally can't stand what you have to record every day. Because I'll tell you this right now. The cameramen are usually independent operators. And, and you're entrepreneurs. And you know that some of the stuff you guys have to record is just nonsense. So I, I am with you, and the American people are with you. We want you to be doing better. We want the middle class to be doing better. And uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. And I know you're shaking your head. You know, real fair and balanced, real neutral. This part was obviously the worst. If there's like any that's... president who doesn't need a VP, it's him. Yeah. But let me tell you this. It's like a dictator I will in a situation where you would I will tell you. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> this is called the circus, right? We got Bozo and Bozo's friend. Yeah, that's exactly what she's implying. <laughs> you know, what a stupid, disrespectful remark. Narrative pushing instead of being fair and honest. Let me let me just tell you how retarded a lot of whites are just in my area, in my town. And trust me, this is not a racial thing, but really these people in general are just dumb as hell in my town. This guy who this old white guy who has his phone, I guess, in the center console, he's just on his phone, right? But he was going like two miles per hour. And it's just like, how stupid can you be? Like you're in the middle of the street. <clears throat> See, they know, they know where they're at. They do that shit in another area, another neighborhood that sees a car creeping like that. They probably going to shoot at it. Target practice at that point. So, yo, who's this car, yo? Keep breaking, keep stopping. Yo, that might be such and such. Fire on them. That's it. But yes, yeah, it's, it's fucked up. But that's how shit go in different areas, man. Niggas willing to crash out. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't yeah. play with me like that, nigga. You dig? How do we kill these black subhuman weeds? 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 We pose as liberals. We buy off the black leadership. I've seen him do it. <laughs> Anybody doesn't need a VP, it's Trump. Essentially, the point that she was making was that Trump is his own brand, he's his own man. You know, the whole running mate vice president thing is already kind of a joke of a position to begin with. If anything, it's a stepping stone. You're just there to look nice and gain name recognition so you can then betray the president and try to run for president yourself like Mike Pence did. The point that she's making is that Trump doesn't need a VP. It's not relevant. And she said that she believes that he's going to do a good job. Did Trump do a good job with Mike Pence? You know, in hindsight, 2020, it's very easy to say absolutely not. But maybe at the What if, though, <clears throat> this is the question I've asked. The way that Mike Pence switched up. From an outsider's perspective, you would say, well, what happened directly to make Mike Pence change up overnight? Was it just a window of opportunity to where he just said, hey, you know, I have my policies. I have my beliefs. I have what I have to offer, even though he had nothing. Wasn't he the first one to drop out? The guy's a jabroni. Let's just face it. The guy's a scumbag. I would imagine I would have thought Chris Christie would have dropped out. But he's just he's just in it. 
He's losing everything but weight. Let's just be honest, right? He's losing everything but calories. He's losing everything but body fat. The guy is shaped like a vase, you dig? The guy, <laughs> this nigga is shaped like an oriental vase. Get the fuck out of my face. Running for what? Running for president? Run on a treadmill, goddammit. What are you talking about? I will cook. Yo, Chris Christie's a scumbag. Everybody knows it. He from Jersey. He what? He what? That's what scares me about New Jersey. There's not really a lot of masculine white men in politics, more conservatives. There's not really a lot of them. And and they're like hiding. They're in the shadows. They're like superheroes. We're anti-heroes. We got to hide in the shadows. We got to do a lot of nighttime operations. We can't be out in the daytime. That's like Iron Man. Like, the fuck Iron Man doing walking amongst the people? Like, this nigga should be flying, killing bad guys and shit. You know what I mean? Like, Thor. What's Thor walking around with a hammer for in Times Square? Like, this nigga should be, you know, an ass guy somewhere. You dig? Like, what's he doing out here? But there's always... And I I made this analogy years ago. And I always wanted to make this analogy. I'm doing it now. Because most importantly, the shit that, that... That shit's out of pocket. Like me, I would have beat whoever the fuck was talking this. Anybody who was cussing like that, they would have got beat the fuck up. They would have got cleaned out. And I'd have had I'd have had security clean him out on the way out. And then once he's cleaned out, I'm going to come out, hit him with a two-piece, slump him real quick, just so I can feel better about myself. You dig? It's like, yeah, this bitch talking. You talking out of pocket to this bitch? All right, clean him out. That's it. Clean his clock out. You dig? Leave him. He, he, he's like a lost wanderer. Leave him in front of the building like a lost wanderer, bitch. Fuck out of here. Throw him out like a throw him out like Jazzy Jeff. Fuck you talking about. Throw his ass out. Then I come out real quick, clean out his clock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> clean out his clock real quick. The two piece. <laughs> Hit him with the. Slump him, you know what I mean? Lights out. Sayonara. Basura. Sayonara. Mike Pence was the right decision in order to win in 2016 before Trump had his own real political brand. To take somebody like Mike Pence, who was relatively non-controversial and clearly appealed to evangelicals, I think it was a good decision at the time, so it's easy to scrutinize it as you look back 2020 hindsight. But anyways, let's not get stuck on tangents. The point that Carrie Lake was making was clear that she trusted. Do you do you guys believe that that's the case? Do you believe that the evangelical aspect helped Trump or hurt Trump? I believe it hurt Trump. The reason I say this is because people know who Trump is, right? For Trump to have a vice president like that would almost at the time was almost taboo. Because the people who like Mike Pence before Trump, they didn't really like Trump after the situation. The people that like Trump obviously didn't like Mike Pence after the situation. They seen each other as a necessary placeholder. Mike Pence looked at looked at Trump as a necessary placeholder. Did he really favor him the way that people may think? I don't think so. But we talking about politics, baby. We talking about characters. We're talking about 
interviews. We're talking about promos. We're talking about ads. This is professional wrestling. And all of us is secretly rooting for the anti-hero. We're rooting for Trump, who in reality is the hero. But since we're so used to hearing it in mainstream media, he's became the anti-hero. He's the punisher. He's seeking redemption, but at the same time, he wants retribution. Okay? He seeks redemption, but at the same time, he seeks retribution. Max Payne shit, man. You dig? Max Payne shit. And he's not playing games with these fucking weirdos, man. These people are weird, man. Fuck are these people doing with their spare time? They're weirdos. You heard about the judge that allegedly was ruling over uh that 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 ruled over one of uh Trump's indictment cases. They got pictures of him doing weird ass pictures on the internet. The fuck is going on, champ? You're a judge, right? What are you doing? See? Y'all didn't even know that. This weirdo got pictures on the, on the internet and shit. Probably probably sending them to boys. Allegedly. They all got a little Anthony Weiner in them. Pause. That sound crazy, but you know what I mean by that. Wink, wink. <laughs> a lot of laptop activity. Wink, wink. A lot of PizzaGate connected activities. Wink, wink. Put put away your tinfoil hats. I'm only using, I'm only using key terms here because I can't just go in and, and say, uh, you know child trafficking oh i can't say like you know hollywood or california or all these places and pedophilia i can't talk about things like that because that's bad right but these people doing what they're doing is fine they advertise it and if you're one of the people that go wait you know that's that's a that's a tad bit you know fucked up oh it's not a big deal fuck it you know Oh, um, minor attractive, what was it? Minor attractive people or some shit like that. A map. You heard about that? Not Google kids. Maps. Yeah. You got fucking predators that are after you. Your schools, you can't trust them anymore because they're teaching you everything. You know, you want to get your shit cut off. You know, if you feel like a woman for, if you want to feel like a woman, you can be a woman. Your parents don't got to know. You know, they can have, a you know, their own procedures now in some places. But everybody says, oh, man, these people on the side that I'm speaking on with the logic that I'm speaking with. Oh, these people are crazy. Okay. We're not as crazy as the world. The world's crazy. We're just in it. And regardless of how sane you think you are, you're still in a crazy world. That's why God tells you to be in the world and not of the world. See, I can be in the chaos, but I'm in my own world. I don't need niggas around me. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You dig? (laughs) I really don't give a shit about none of that. That's corny to me. Like, to my niggas in their 30s, yo... If you still got like a posse, like if you got like a, if you got a click at in thirties in your thirties, you you doing things wrong, man. 
you got certain niggas for certain activities, man. That's just what it that's what it breaks down to. The niggas that I used to wild out with, I can't take them places with me. They they off the hook. They animals. I can't. They can't. They can't interact with the public like that. They'll think everybody that's looking at them is trying to rob them. So I know certain people I can't do certain shit with. And that's a lesson to a lot of people. When when you start, when you come up broke, right? Hold up. When you come up broke, you coming up struggling, no money. You coming up poor. Well, not poor, but you coming up broke. Pockets is light. Maybe there's not a lot of jobs around. Maybe you're just bullshitting, and I've been there, but eventually you're going to have to get on board, right? Like people, you know, people get to a position where, you know, they're down and out. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'll never be prideful and forget anything that I've been through because it's all a part of who I am today. Realistically, to be who I am today, I would need those experiences. And because I'm living still, I'm not incarcerated. Nobody killed me. I ain't kill nobody. I'm good. So I don't look at it. I don't look at shit the way that some other people look at it. Where it's like, oh, okay, you know, you want to be successful. You want to have a lot of money. No, I just want to have the comfortability to do what I do comfortably and, and not have to worry about dealing with many people. Unless it's close people, people I've dealt with. A lot of people, they get caught up. And like I said earlier, because I'm going to end this shit off just on that note, literally on that note that I written down with how society places men below women they can't place and this is the thing this is the thing about it um society can't place women above a man physically because it's impossible but they'll use they'll use the traits and characteristics to villainize the man but glorify the woman like I said before, if a man is about his purpose and a man isn't really paying attention to many women due to his circumstances or really whatever he went through in life. Do a good job and that Trump is such a power. Hold up, chill. Matter of fact, let me exit that out. Thank you. Um, Due to how a man is supposed to be in terms of his dominance. And in terms of being somebody and, and almost standing out to a woman, to a woman, a man can just be a regular man. But to a woman, he stands out whatever way he stands out. Right. For a woman, for a woman's perspective, his job is to remain that way, to remain a mystery, to remain something that she has to stick around a bit to figure out where she ain't just getting everything from one day. Because he just doesn't stop talking. You dig? The man, realistically, he's trying to get as much information as possible. 
right? Just so he can come to that conclusion and make a decision of, you know, whether this person is worth the, worth it just in terms of even the next interaction, the next date or not. So it's the women who want to receive the let the least, not in terms of money, because they're going to they're going to want to they're going to want to receive the most because they are glorified. Like I said, in that sense, them being needed is glorified. A man being needed is vilified. A man is not designed to have that emotional attachment that women typically have for men. So when a man has those characteristics, he's looked at as like, you know, weak wristed, right? He's villainized. A woman with those same characteristics is glorified because she's expected to have those ways. It's almost today where expectations are expected to be high by women. And by women who actually have the looks, who actually has the attraction, she's glorified. The women are just the women who aren't who aren't qualified for high value men, but talk about high value men. Those bitches are just delusional. They're delusional. They're not glorified in the same way because how Kevin Samuel said it, he did pretty privilege. That's where pretty privilege comes in. Because a woman can get a woman can get to a certain level where even she's above average. She's going to have men in her DMs or have men hitting her up. But the men that are truly sticking around, that gets that gets divided by, I don't even know, like it gets broken down to a decimal. Let's be real. Shit gets broken down to a decimal. The more attractive a woman is, the more availability of those type of guys, whether that guy's actually quote unquote high value or not. In fact, what we're going to get into on the next episode with Charleston White is him telling you that high value men don't exist. And this is on the Danza Project, by the way. Shout out to the Danza Project. They were they were responsible for the Brittany Renner and Charleston White interview where pretty much Brittany Renner crashes out big time. She goes from twerking on Charleston White to pouring water on Charleston White and then throwing the water bottle at some of the cast members and the people within the studio of where they were where they were actually recording. So shit gets brutal, you know. Shit gets brutal. But uh just to mention that, like it also in terms of value. This is where value matters. If a man is low value, he's villainized. If a man is high value to an extent, he's villainized. It doesn't matter where that man is. It's his status and it's what he's doing that matters. The burden of performance with men. Women are glorified due to their appearance, regardless of what she's doing, how she is in life. Her natural selection will come from her looks. A man's natural selection realistically today comes from his value and his performance and the result of his hard work. Women do things today ass backwards, so they're working hard while hardly working. 
they're working hard by only talking about how they're working hard. Niggas like me, I take two days off because I need the fucking days off. I've been moving around and lifting shit throughout this week, throughout the past three weeks. So I need that moment of downtime. And really, honestly, a moment to record and get some episodes cracking. So I'm glad I did that. And um, it's 1248. There's no doing the eight and hitting the gate tonight. You, You dig? This is the weekend for me. Well, this is the weekend part two. The weekend part three will be in another what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Another four days will be another weekend. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. And this is lefties losing it. All right. The lunacy of the left. With all that being said, I'm signing out. Peace.